Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. First, though, as ever on a Friday, I'm joined for a look at the papers and the markets by Aidan Donnelly from Davy. Morning, Aidan. Oh, it turns out I'm not joined on the line by Aidan Donnelly from Davy. Well, the first thing we're going to talk about uh, when we get Aidan up on the line is the national debt. Really interesting story in the Irish Independent about the NTMA's plans for the year ahead. It looks actually like we might see the national debt fall, which makes a, a nice change from what we've seen uh, over the last couple of years. Aidan, I think you're on the line with us now, are you? I am indeed. Good morning, Gavin. Morning. So I'm just um, talking about this NTMA story. It looks like the national debt might actually be about to fall rather than rise, which is a nice change. Yeah, it's a bit of a good news story on, on, on this Friday. And it's basically that, I suppose, with the tax receipts being as strong as they have been this year and the fact that the NTMA did such a good job over the last couple of years in terms of, of, of raising money and, and generating cash that they've held on to. They're now in a position to use some of that cash this year rather than having to raise more debt, which, again, is another positive because, as we've talked in the past couple of weeks, the cost of that debt is starting to tick up with, with interest rates going higher. So um, you're now looking at a, a government that require less in terms of borrowing this year and uh, the the fact that the the cash is there, they're able to pay back some of the debt that comes due this year. Normally, what would happen is as that debt becomes due, we we just issue more debt and kind of offset one against the other. But we don't need to do it this year. Um, and uh, again, very good news story. Yeah, we came into the year with about twenty seven and a half billion in cash, and the NTMA is planning to use six billion of that this year. I mean, I almost wonder should they use a bit more. Well, the, the borrowing requirement for this year is, has actually come down quite a bit. So the government now requires only uh, $1.1 billion, uh, to balance the books this year. And if you looked at the start of the year, that was about 7.7. So the borrowing requirement is, is, is down quite considerably. So, you know, the, 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 I suppose when we look out in, in, over the next couple of years, you just don't know with the uncertainty that's out there whether, uh, you know, we, we might be better off holding on to some of that cash uh, rather than using it all today and, and be able to, just in case markets get a little bit t- uh, more difficult to raise debt in, in, in the coming years. Always good to have a, a bit of emergency cash. Sticking with the Indo, it seems like we're in for a bit of a slowdown in the labour market for tech. Yeah, this is interesting, I suppose, and it comes on the back of a, a, a Morgan McKinsey report last week that, that said, uh, salaries in the area are, are the one part of professional, uh, the professional sector that isn't actually seeing an increase. And now we see why, because it's beginning to feel a, 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 a slight hint of a chill of a hiring freeze. And this isn't Irish specific, Ireland specific. You know, if you look at the, the major IT companies from the likes of Apple, Netflix, Oracle, uh, Facebook, Microsoft, they've all, uh, none of them have been able to avoid a belt tightening exercise because of the economic uncertainty that's out there. So we are seeing, starting to see a few of them uh, either freeze staff or actually even reduce staff. And, you know, closer to home, we saw, obviously, PayPal cut over 300 jobs uh, from its operation in Dunlop in Dublin recently. Um, and even, I suppose, many of the, the big companies that took on a lot of people um, in, in over the last couple of years on the basis that, you know, demand trends that we saw during COVID were going to continue um, actually, I've, I've been forced to roll back in that. People like Shopify are already, the CEO has said to people, look, we made a bet, it didn't pay off, and so now we have to start laying off staff. They're, they're laying off 10% of their the global workforce. 
But I think the, the other thing that is important to, to bear in mind is it's not all bad news. You know, it's, it's probably there is still hiring going on, but it's much more focused in this kind of software development, data yeah. analytics and cybersecurity areas rather than maybe customer experience and sales. Yeah, and the thrust of this story, I suppose, was mirrored in, in what we saw on the services PMI yesterday, where sort of across the four areas that survey looks at, it was tech, which was the weakest, although uh, activity still expanding uh, within that sector. Finally, then a look at the Daily Telegraph and how the recent hot weather is causing Germany some problems. And this issue, I, I think, Aidan, it's fair to say, it kind of flies a bit under the radar, but it, it's really important. It's, it's all about the River Rhine. It is, and I, and I think actually we probably start to hear more stories about this emanating from Europe because many of the river waterways in Europe are, are, are key tributaries for, for transport uh, through particularly the inner block of, of, of Europe. And this story is by Germany's Rhine River. It's on the brink of closure because of critically low water levels. Um, and the first warning has come from one of the big uh, gas companies in uh, Germany. They're saying that they're going to basically have to, uh, there could be irregular operations uh, from their uh, huge coal fire plant because they actually can't get coal supplies along the waterway. And, and isn't this uh, amazing, Aidan, in a time where they're suffering from lack of Russian gas, the Germans, now they've this problem as well, where you've got this this big plant saying, "Well, actually, we can't really run to the full extent either because um, you know the river the river level is too low." Too low, yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I suppose it's a bit of a confluence of lots of different things. But but there's certain economists in in um, in Germany now saying that the dependence on the waterway could become Germany's Achilles heel uh, because. It's so important to be able to transport stuff through Germany along these waterways. Moving it any other way is is, is very very expensive and just not um, just not not necessarily going to be economic for them. But again, it's not a German only story. We saw um, the French energy giant EDF warning that they're going to have to close down two of the nuclear plants uh, because they rely on water cooling from uh, rivers as well and the river levels are, too, are, are getting dangerously low that they may have to turn those down so it's, it, it's a, a big issue potentially Moving on to the markets then the big story yesterday of course was the Bank of England I mean it was a disastrous day really forecasting inflation to hit 13.3% in Q4 and five quarters of negative growth starting uh, again in Q4 yeah, no. This, this. I suppose the, the the key news here was was not necessarily the the a shift in the economic view because they have said that all along you know it, the economy was going into going to have a tough time, but I, I think what what's more interesting is the fact that they went for a fifty basis point move, um, and and it was a large margin it was an eight eight to one uh, margin uh, to, to increase uh, rates by a half percent. This marks. Sixth rate hike, rate hike in, in in consecutive meetings, and it's the fastest tightening um, since the, the independence of the of the Bank of England, and also the largest single hike since since 1995. They're ultimately saying that the rationale for further hikes remain unchanged because, obviously, as you said, inflation continues to be very very strong, um, and although they are forecasting inflation to fall off in in kind of the, the outer years, late 2023. Um, they're still saying that, look, there could be unforeseen circumstances that push inflation even higher, which means we are going to have to be even more further forceful in terms of increasing the interest rates. Um, but 
on, on the downside of that obviously is that, that, that the, the economic forecasts are pretty grim. So they're going to expect growth to fall by 2.1% um, over the coming year. Employment is expected to increase to 86%. Um, and yet they're kind of they're caught in the middle here because they, they, they're trying to manage that inflation and, and you know, it, it's going to have huge detrimental effect on, on the yeah, economy. The, the, the classic central banker's dilemma. You mentioned there mm-hmm. that they said the, the rationale for further rate hikes is unchanged. That doesn't really seem to be the view that the market took yesterday. We saw uh, British government bond yields fall. Yeah, I think that the government bond yields uh, falling really reflect how poor the growth outlook is and, and it, rather than the inflation one. And I think, you know, there's going to be huge pressure come to bear on them if we see a significant recession emergence that just won't be able to, something is going to have to give, I suppose. And, you know, while, it, while it's in normal circumstances, I think, due to fight inflation, you, you can't basically put your, your, your economy into a, you know, a nuclear winter, if you will, uh, for, for several years. So I think the, the markets are really taking the view that, you know, while they're talking tough now, the reality is give it another six to nine months, they're not going to have any choice but to start cutting interest rates because the economic outlook is so poor. Yeah, and he seems to be perceived, Andrew Bailey, the Bank of England governor, seems to be perceived as having a major credibility problem now. I'm not quite sure why that is. I mean, the, the, the view around him seems to be much more negative than it is on, on some of the others, but I suppose it, it's just because people felt maybe the, the inflation forecast we had, say, this time last year, they just haven't been borne out. Well, I suppose the other thing that he has to bear in mind is that they, obviously there's a leadership um, uh, debate going on in, in, in the Conservative Party, and they're very, very keen to blame anybody else by the Conservative Party for the situation that they're in. <laughs> so the, the, the Bank of England become a very easy target to blame all the economic woes on. You know, they, they should have done something on inflation and, 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 and they should have done something about the slow economic growth. And you kind of go, well, you can't have it both ways, unfortunately, because the, the solution to one is uh, to the detriment of the other. So I think, you know, in terms of credibility, given the amount of bashing that's going on in, in, in the debates and things like that about the, uh, the, the Bank of England and, and how they should have acted, Ultimately, you know, I, I, I think they have performed quite well in, in the context of a myriad of other problems that they have that other central bankers don't have. Like, you know, the ECB or, 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 or the, the Federal Reserve doesn't have to deal with uh, Brexit that was, again, foisted on the central bank, not by their choice, you, you, you could argue. Finally then, more generally, I would say it's a relatively positive week for equities. Where do you think we stand in, in terms of general market sentiment? Look, we've had a very strong bounce in, in, in the month of July and it's continued into in, into August. And I think there's a lot of people talking about, oh, you know, it's because the, the Fed are going to pivot and they're going to start cutting interest rates and, um, you know, you know the, the fear of inflation is gone. I, I think that's a little bit too narrow focus. I, I think ultimately it, the, the rally we saw in July has more to do with the fact that the market was so negatively positioned uh, coming into that month. Like if you look at how poor the market was in June, and then it basically bounced back and gained back all of that uh, loss in June in, in, in the month of July. I just think, I don't think people are necessarily, I don't think the market is necessarily bullish uh, about the, the future prospects. They just may be a little bit less bearish. And the other thing to bear in mind is because we're in the middle of the summer, trading volumes are very, very light. So any sort of a, yeah. even a slight, 
tweak, tweak to sentiment can have a, a disproportionate effect on, 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 on market performance. We'll leave it there, Aidan. Thanks very much as ever. That's Aidan Donnelly there from Davy. Back in- Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.